are so many amazing perks of being sober. And one of my favorites is that sobriety allows us to take self-care to the next level. And it gives us such a sense of confidence. There's really nothing like feeling confident in your own skin. That's why I'm so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, One Skin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. I've told you about how when I got sober, one of my favorite things was starting a skincare routine because that was not something I ever prioritized before. But let's be honest, knowing what the best skincare routine is can be a little overwhelming. That's why I'm excited about One Skin. There's no complicated routine, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code HAPPIEST at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code HAPPIEST. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in our lives, and when we get sober, they can almost feel magnified at first because we're adjusting to feeling all our feelings again rather than using alcohol to numb them. I was honestly really surprised when I got sober at how many emotions came up for me. I remember literally saying, I have so many feelings right now, and it felt really overwhelming having to feel them all. But the great thing about that is that it gave me the clarity and awareness that I had some things to work through, like people-pleasing and like my own self-talk. That's where therapy can be so helpful because it's a safe space to get things off your chest and begin to work through what's been weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. What I really love about BetterHelp is that it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists anytime with no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com happiest today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash happiest. Hello everyone. It is my favorite type of episode because I'm here with my mom. Hello. Hi mom. Hi This is a funny episode because it is our very first time recording in person face to face and we did just have a whole host of tech problems trying to <laughs> get this going so forgive mm-hmm. us if the sound isn't great. Yes. But we do have some new podcasting equipment on the way so Lucky. things are about to start sounding a lot. A lot better around here. All right. Um, How you doing, Mom? Hmm. I'm good. I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold. Which you gave to me, which I now have currently. That's okay. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, on the mend. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I am really excited about what we're talking about today. Yeah. And it's something I love a lot more than you do. Yes. Talk about – You do love more than I do. Yeah. You're right. right. We're talking about doing birthdays sober today. Yeah. And I love birthdays. I love my birthday. I love Mm -hmm. other people's birthdays. Mm -hmm. I think they're so fun. Yeah. You're – I feel like you like other people's birthdays, but you're not big on your own birthday. True. True. And I – yeah, like – I just think I like celebrating people. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's it. I don't know that I even love – birthdays so much anymore like I think really? I used to be more invested tell in me birthdays. you don't love my birthday oh, I love your birthday <laughs> <laughs> how could I not right like mm. I love my baby's birthdays but I don't know maybe it's something about getting older maybe right well I I'm just such a big and I mm. shamelessly love my birthday like do. zero shame about zero. that Zip. I'll be obnoxious about it but that 
I will say is one of the things that when I got sober, Mm -hmm. I really spiraled about doing my birthday sober. Mm -hmm. And I remember very well, because my birthday's in August, and I remember in my first year of sobriety, so I would have been around nine months sober at this time, Mm -hmm. but it turned August, and I remember registering like, oh, it's my birthday month. And then I remember just being like, what in the hell am I going to do to celebrate my birthday if not get wasted? Yeah. Like to me, that was the fun of the birthday. Even just like, here's the thing is that when it's your birthday, it's like when you go to a birthday party, it was kind of like the name of the game is getting the birthday person drunk. Like if you're going to play drinking games and you have to hand out a drink, you're going to give it to the birthday girl and like everyone brings you alcohol and it's this whole big thing. Like it's your birthday. You better get wasted kind of thing. And I was just like, I could not fathom what the excitement for my birthday was going to be if the excitement was not related to like getting really drunk and partying. Yeah. So did you feel, do you remember your first birthday yes. sober? Did mm-hmm. you feel depressed or did you just remind me? Yeah. And I will say, cause mm-hmm. so my 30th birthday just passed close to a month ago now. Um, and I feel like I had a little epiphany about sober birthdays Okay, on, on my third one, but my first sober birthday, I, it's so funny. I had, um, I had I, – I planned – I found – because I'm a summer birthday, I found – we found like a cute outdoor space patio. This was still kind of COVID mm-hmm. times too. Mm-hmm. We found this big patio outside and it was like really cute and like an aesthetic and they had live music. So we I had like friends over <laughs> for like a pre-drink essentially. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember saying – before we left or like and maybe even at the beginning kind of when everyone got there I was like guys like I don't drink anymore but like it's my birthday get drunk in my honor like go nuts kind of thing um I I said the same thing this year honestly (laughs) I like to make a point it's my birthday but like drink enough for me then (laughs) um don't want to interrupt no exactly Mm -hmm. so the first time I went out. So the one, the one moment of discomfort in my first sober birthday. So I spiraled about it leading up to it or kind of just like early in the month. And then as it got closer, I felt okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had, okay, we had people over and then what happened, the one moment of discomfort for me really was we ordered the Uber yeah. and, um, everyone was downing their drinks like right. oh my god down your drink and like a couple people like down their drink open another one down that before going right. out and like that gave me FOMO like I remember Did that it? was a little bit of a like oh, I remember that like get drunk as you can well like really? while we're here before going out like that gave me FOMO in that moment but then we went out oh my god I had so much fun mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. first sober birthday was so good we were out there was live music there's like a really really funny story from that night that I mm-hmm. still tell to this day often um that happened that night we were all laughing I was got up and was dancing like I felt that real high like yeah. I was like I'm having a great time right. and I remember leaving at the end of the night and being in the uber and I think maybe even like one or two people were starting to pass out in the uber a little bit and I remember just kind of like looking around at the city and being like I'm so glad yeah I didn't drink tonight and like there were so many funny moments and like fun times and I remember them all like so the first what do you what do you think happened like so you have this moment of FOMO Mm -hmm. like oh my god everybody's downing their last drinks before Mm -hmm. getting in the uber 
but then you got there, <clears throat> like what shifted so that you could have fun? Like what? I don't know. I think I just like let myself feel the yeah. the feelings in that moment and then yeah. kind of got on with it. And okay. like once I got out, it was a fun place right. and it was a cool vibe and right. I was just like let myself enjoy it. it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I kind of just like let myself feel the sad moment. Yeah. And then carried on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so continue. Sorry, I was just curious about that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I w- I'm curious, and I I'm gonna come back to my recent mm-hmm. one because I have my epiphany. But and you hate when I ask you backwards yeah. questions because it was so long ago. Yeah. But do you remember your early birthdays in sobriety? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember my birthdays um, because. God, I was so young. Like, mm-hmm. I was barely even just able to go out anywhere. So true. Right? So true. Like, I was barely able to go out anywhere. And, you know, like, back in the 70s, a lot of drinking happened in basements. Right. Right? That's where you did a lot of your drinking. So it wasn't really a big thing to go out somewhere. So do you remember what you did to celebrate your birthday after you got sober? Like, how would you spend them? Um so typically anyways, I would spend my my birthdays were never big um like they were never big hurrahs. They were always with my family. Like oh. my birthday. We would You never have, had like birthday parties with your friends? No. Interesting. No, I, didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Like, if I yeah, I never had a birthday party really with my friends. Like that I can remember. Yeah. I mean, we might have all Probably just when you were a little gotten, kid. Well, when I was a little yeah, kid, of course. But as you grew but, up, then no. You know, as I grew up and um yeah, I think still it was just, you know, I would Oh, it's not funny. I really literally can't remember any kind of like the birthdays that I remember would be birthdays just with my family. Mm-hmm. Like my birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. I don't remember really anything about that. Probably because, too, like, I would have been drinking every weekend anyways. Right. Right? So they kind of all just sort of bleed into the next. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you don't remember any discomfort around, like, oh, it's my birthday and I don't get to have a drink to celebrate? No. No, none. None. There would be other things, like, that I would feel discomfort around, Mm -hmm. right, that I would struggle with. But I don't have any any recollection around a birthday interesting yeah yeah Mm -hmm. what about as you got even older into your like 30s and 40s when like you've talked about how kind of mommy wine culture Mm -hmm. like when you had kids you really felt other people's drinking Mm -hmm. like were there ever times where people were wanting to be like let's celebrate your birthday and like or throw you a party or anything like that yeah I think the thing always for me that felt uncomfortable was never the fact that I wasn't drinking like, that didn't feel uncomfortable. Like, later on, of course, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think my first year, for sure, my first year would have felt uncomfortable. But, gosh, I don't think I ever felt uncomfortable with my decision to not drink. I felt the burden of feeling that me not drinking made other people uncomfortable. Hence my get as drunk right? as you want. It's my yeah, birthday, but you yeah. can drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get right? that. So I think that was always the part that felt uncomfortable for me. And even with um, friends, you know, or meeting new people, or, you know, moving into a new neighborhood, meeting new neighbors, or, mm-hmm. you know, new moms at a new school when you switch school. I think it was always that. Um, and I remember when I started to work again, I was doing some part-time um, work, uh, and 
you know, all the girls uh, wanted to go out for a drink. Those things mm. made me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, again, sort of internalizing other people's discomfort with me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I never, like, not for a long time, Maddie. Like, I would really be, I'm just assuming. I mean, I remember in my first year definitely feeling like I wanted to crawl out of my skin. Mm. Right? Because mm-hmm. I just wasn't. Um, comfortable in a social setting yeah but once I got past that yeah I don't have a lot of memories like it's not as fresh as it is for Mm -hmm. for you right Mm -hmm. I agree with you that sometimes the most uncomfortable thing isn't even the not drinking it's being the Mm non-drinker and feeling imagining how other people are perceiving Mm -hmm. you imagining their discomfort with drinking around you Mm -hmm. like that was the thing even when I did my first sober bachelorette I wasn't even nervous about not drinking I was like oh here comes the (laughs) buzzkill for people even though I know it's not true I know Mm -hmm. that I'm fun to be around regardless but like knowing that that's how I would have felt if a person showed up and was like no I don't drink yeah but how do you think that you navigated that discomfort of so, internalizing their feelings about your sobriety. Yeah. I still find I do. Mm. I, like, it'll still pop up for me. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, you know, I'll just notice, like, oh, I'm feeling like, you know, I'm in my head about what, you know, this person is thinking about, oh, God, here's a non-drinker, and now they're going to have to monitor how much they drink. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, all these assumptions. And then it's just really about reminding myself it's not my business. How they feel about it, it's not my problem, mm-hmm. and and I kind of just quickly move on. Like I don't I don't stay in that state for a long time, but like it'll still pop up. Yeah, that old feeling because I always feel, and I've said this before, like I really still feel very connected to the drinker part of me. Yeah, like I empathize, I sympathize, I I see it through the lens of. I'm the drinker and somebody just showed up who's not drinking. Oh my God. I so, mom, I relate. I've never thought about it being said that way Mm -hmm. though. Like I still connect with the drinker part of me. Yeah. Oh, that rings really true for me. And sometimes it almost gave me in a weird way in like my first year or maybe even two of like an identity crisis, Mm -hmm. like having a moment (laughs) of like, wait a minute, like who do I think I am? What do I think I'm doing? Like almost like, thinking about how I used to think and feel and like live my life and being like the fuck am I doing that's not me like I you know like yeah yeah, so that's that's uh so interesting that's such a good way to put it so circle back to your birthdays Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so my second sober birthday Mm -hmm was then a good one. Like I had that experience to go off of of my first one. So I didn't spiral about it. And that's the thing. That's the thing about sober first is we can get so tripped up over the idea of them. Mm -hmm. And I always think to myself, like if in that moment when people were chugging their drinks before the Uber, Mm -hmm. I had just said, oh, this feels sad. I feel left out. So I'm just going to drink too. I wouldn't have gotten to see how much fun I had and that's the thing is that once you've gotten the first first anything over with no matter how it goes even if it was a terrible night and I felt FOMO all night and I didn't have a good time at least by the second one I could have been like well I know I've done it 
I know that the worst case happened. I had a miserable time and I still did it and got through. (laughs) But what happened, which I think is often the case, is that you do it, you realize, oh my God, I actually ended up having a good time once I got through that discomfort. Then for the next one, now you have something to go off of. The first is just always going to be so uncomfortable because you don't have an experience to go Mm -hmm. off of. You're creating that first experience that you're going to go off of. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Really good. Yeah. So the second one was good. My third one, okay, I want to share my epiphany that I had. Mm-hmm. And it's not that big of an epiphany because it's actually advice people give all the time. Yeah. Like I, I saw so many people say about sober birthdays, like plan an activity, like do something that's not just like sitting at a bar revolving around drinking. Yeah. And like I think it's funny. I think that in my early sobriety, I had a real stubbornness yeah. of nothing has to change Minus me not drinking. I can still sit at a bar for hours and have fun and like stay until last call. And like if I can't, that was that that means I'm not fun sober anymore. So do you think it was more not I can sit, but I should sit? Yes. Yeah. 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 That is it, mom. It was I should. It was Mm -hmm. a I need to prove I'm still fun. I need Mm -hmm. to prove to the people in my life that like this doesn't mean anything has to change. Mm -hmm. So my first two sober birthdays, I just went out to bars. Like I sat on patios and I will say I do love sitting on a patio. I love – I do have fun going out to a bar and drinking mocktails, but – Drunk me wanted to do it until 2 a.m. Yeah. And sober me gets my fill within a few hours. Yeah. Like it's 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 fun to do for a few hours yeah. and then I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. Like done. Done. Yeah. Because yeah. the thing that makes it fun to do for like six hours at a time yeah. <laughs> when you're drinking is because you're drunk and you don't right. like. So I think that the first couple for sure I just went out and I did have fun. Mm-hmm. But what I'm recognizing in myself more I would say even in my third year of sobriety is being able to recognize and own like it's okay if if it's if I don't want to stay out all night anymore. Yeah. Like it's okay. I'm still fun if I go out for two, three hours and then I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, I really resisted that in yeah. the beginning. And it's, and I still do sometimes close sometimes I still am out until two because I'm having fun. Yeah. But isn't it even an interesting thought? Like I'm still fun, like you're still fun, fun by what definition? Exactly. <laughs> yes, and, yeah. And fun for who? Mm-hmm. Right? Like fun for who? To who? Who? Who are you making sure thinks you're fun? Yeah. It's like if we can just take everybody outside of the equation and decide what's the thing that just feels good and fun for me, and follow that and do that thing, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the goal. It's so true, yeah. and it's it's so mm-hmm. ironic if you mm-hmm. think about it, because it's like, well, if I'm forcing myself out to stay out hours later than I want yeah. to to be fun, well, am I having fun You're not having staying fun. out later than I want to? No. no so I'm just trying to yeah. be fun for other people. Yeah, yeah, and so it's a betrayal of the self. Yes, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And genuinely, sometimes I am just like, I'm having a great time, I'm good to stay out, but sometimes, mm-hmm. like in the times where I'd be like, oh, I'm kind of ready to call it, yeah. I wouldn't let myself because I would feel guilty, yeah. I would feel like this means that sober me isn't fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for my first couple birthdays, I even had that mentality of like, well, nothing's going to change, I'm going to go still do everything, still go out yeah. and do exactly what I would have done drinking except not drink. <laughs> Um, and so I've read advice from people forever saying like plan an activity instead. Don't make it about like the bars and stuff. And so this year 
And you were resistant to my idea about this. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, let me back up. For years now, I had decided that my 30th birthday was going to be Taylor-themed. Yeah. This was before Eras was even – like the Eras tour was a thing even, but it ended up being a lot more timely (laughs) than I realized it would be for my 30th. But I was like, it's going to be Thirte. Yeah. I want everyone to dress up as their favorite Taylor era. Yeah. I decided this, I think, when I was 26, 27 even. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted that. But then as it was getting closer, I was kind of thinking through like – what the hell are we going to do? It's a fun idea, but like, what are we actually going to do all dressed mm-hmm. up as Taylor? Mm-hmm. So then I had the idea, like, I want to rent a private karaoke room because yeah. then we're still going out somewhere, but then it's just us and we're dressed in our yeah. outfits, like whatever, it'll just be fun. So that's what I did. We rented and you found a really cute place though. I did. It was so cute yeah, I did so cute the room but it was just like me and a small group of my girlfriends mm-hmm. and we went and rented that karaoke room I had so much freaking fun we loved it. I loved it mm-hmm. we I did not stop dancing and singing I was sore the next day <laughs> I was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was sore because yeah. we did, da- like I was up. I think, I think, you know, uh, speaking of being obnoxious about it being your birthday, I think I had the mic. <laughs> there were two mics. <laughs> I always had one. <laughs> Plus I sat down to grab a bite of pizza or something. I pretty much had the mic. Um, and I had so much fun. And then yeah. after we went and sat down at a little bar, yeah. maybe an hour or two, and then went home and like my epiphany is I'm always going to do something like that on my birthday yeah. I'm always going to do something mm-hmm. some kind of activity yeah that doesn't probably that day. that was so fun yeah probably that yeah. probably a little private karaoke room or or something to that yeah. effect because it yeah. just like it really is like it's fun to go out and sit and be social mm-hmm. But it is at a certain point as the night goes on, you're kind of just watching people drink and get drunk, right? Well, it's interesting. Like if you don't find the space, I guess if you if you decide like I'm just going to keep living my life the same minus the drinking, mm-hmm. right? If you keep going out and doing the exact same thing, <clears throat> there's not really the space to find the thing that you'd that like you to like. fill it with. And what right? like lights Instead. you up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. so true, mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. That's such a good way of saying it because it, because I always say like when you remove alcohol, it does open mm-hmm. up a bunch of space up in your life. Yeah. And if you're just going to go out and be like, I can't like, it must prove I'm still fun, can still go out. Then like, it's <laughs> almost a wasted opportunity. Bars, yeah. Right? It's like a, finding something new to do. Yeah. Yeah. You waste mm-hmm. that opportunity mm-hmm. of really filling your time with other fun mm-hmm. things, which is like one of the best parts of sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring out, figuring out other things that you that like to really do. really bring you joy. Yeah. yeah. Well, even mm-hmm. as we're recording this, my sister's birthday is tomorrow. Yeah. So we did a little sister thing with her on the weekend, just the three of us. And we we're out bar hopping mm-hmm. and literally on a whim, we we're chatting with a bartender who mentioned, was telling us about another place and said, oh, and it's right beside a comedy club. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun night out because you can go there and then go out to the comedy club. And it's 9.15 PM. And we're like, let's go. We I look up, there were tickets to a show at 10. Yeah. On a whim, we went to a comedy show, laughed our asses off, had yeah. so much fun went somewhere else after and even that just like adding something other than yeah, just sitting in a bar yeah. 
makes a world of a difference and yeah. it's so fun. And it's like that whole thing of it's like sober, not boring. It's like if you look objectively, drunk me used to spend all my time sitting in bars drinking wine for hours. Mm-hmm. And sober me, because you you have to, you want to mm-hmm. find other actual fun things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are more fun in sobriety because you get more creative with your time. You find things to do other than just that. Yeah. 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 You fill your life up in, mm-hmm. a, in a really different way. Totally. Right? Yeah. yeah. In a really different way. Yeah. I love that. So I think mm-hmm. my, my final sober birthday was like birthday celebration was my favorite one for that mm-hmm. reason. Cause I kind of just, even though like you and my sisters didn't actually love the idea of the karaoke thing, you were like, don't you want to find a nice rooftop? And like, yeah. I just wanted to do something. Do you know what's so funny about my resistance for that karaoke? It was because you wanted a pretty view or you didn't think it'd be pretty. Well, I was worried that I found a pretty place. You did. I was worried that it would just be this room with kind of no windows. But you know what the other thing is for me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it was just my own, without even necessarily be consciously aware of it, my own, like, fear of having to dress up as a thing. Even though you weren't coming. <laughs> even, though I, <laughs> even though I wasn't invited. Again, right? That little moment but my of like, friends, oh, my friends got they on board. They, they killed it. They killed they it with ever. their outfits. Yeah. I think that was my initial resistance, mm-hmm. like at a subconscious kind of level. And right? wait, let me say something yeah. else. This brings me to another fun point is that like I've never done any sort of themed yeah. anything yeah. almost because I've never would have had the like motivation to get my shit yeah. together on doing it yeah. and this is something that like because I am a procrastinator yeah I absolutely am so oftentimes like even like with Halloween I'll be like "Ooh, I want to be this for Halloween this year and then suddenly it's the day before Halloween and I'm hours. like okay well don't have time to pull <laughs> that together cat ears. yeah literally <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. I almost like it was kind of coming up and I just sat down and I yeah. got everything I needed to put my outfit together yeah. and it came together really nicely shout out to my sister who hemmed my stuff and just became a seamstress somehow overnight and got helped me put it together the night before but um even that just like if I really think if I was still drinking I would have just let that little idea die Mm -hmm. I think I would have just been like oh whatever let's just go to a bar and not tried it but it was like being sober I was like no I'm gonna do this I I made it this fun thing and it was even fun because I've never done a themed party it was so fun seeing everyone like really get on board with it and and oh my god I loved it yeah yeah it was really really, good I'm really happy I'm really happy it turned out really really well yeah Yeah. and fun for everyone it was a really, I mean, mm-hmm. I had a great time. Hopefully mm-hmm. everyone did too, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think that's my birthday takeaway. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few, several, and we can maybe even wrap up at the end with like little advice and takeaways on sober birthdays. But for me, it's just like owning the activity aspect of it, owning like doing something mm-hmm. yeah, and not just going out. Yeah. Yeah. And mom, something I wanted to ask you actually, because I did – a really fun podcast episode with my good friend Jay mm-hmm. about we were both turning 30, right. getting older. And on the topic of birthdays, you listened to that episode and said to me like, oh my God, I wish I could have been on that conversation because yeah. yeah, you, like, you're like, that would have been such a fun chat to have. 
quick chat about how do you find getting older in sobriety? Mm. Um, Even like hitting those milestone birthdays. Yeah. You got sober in your early 20s, yeah. turning 30, turning 40, like starting yeah. new decades, started like kind of like as yeah. a sober person. Yeah. I Like Maddie, I always feel like a bit of a broken record on here because I always feel uh, fortunate. Mm. Like I just feel lucky. I feel really uh, grateful. Like, I don't know, I guess that's the thing is sitting on this side of it for anyone, you know, who's new or wrestling with it. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so good Mm -hmm. um, on this side of the fence, right? So there's no part of me that um, ever wants to go back and drink again. There's Mm -hmm. nothing that happens. Like, I just had a terrible couple of weeks yeah you know I had some just really sad upsetting stuff I was processing Mm -hmm. and at no point like not even for a nanosecond in all of that mess do I is it even a thought in my head do I want to take a drink Mm -hmm. like do I want to drink so I don't have to feel this or do I want no like it's maybe like I want to go to sleep because yeah. I want to shut my brain off or I want to, you know, tune out whatever, you know, sadness or, you know, I want to find a way of relief for myself. But that's never the answer because that's just more suffering. Yeah. Right? So I love every new decade that comes in. I'm like, I love it. Like, I'm, I'm just always, always grateful that I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, look, you don't have to, you don't have to go far to feel that because everywhere you go, people are drinking. Yeah, true. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, people are drinking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like a little shot of gratitude that's easily accessible all the time yeah. for me. And I right? love that because mm-hmm. it could so easily be said, oh my God, it's everywhere you go. That's an opportunity to feel FOMO and left out, but it's everywhere you go. That's an opportunity for a shot of gratitude. It is. I'm I'm like, always, I'm so lucky that's not me. Mm -hmm. I'm so lucky that's not me. Mm -hmm. Seriously, how lucky am I? Yeah, right? Right? How lucky am I that I did that? The first thing you said was you feel fortunate. made me think, Granny, your mom used to always say, aren't we fortunate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are. We are. Yeah. Right? I love that. And the, yeah, like having a really, really hard, sad life thing happen mm-hmm. and it not being a thought for you. Like that's no. just not how you move through life. It's not how you process It's not things. anything it's I not, want. Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, it's not any kind of a solution for mm-hmm. me. Like nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, you know, when people are struggling, I think it's really important to recognize, like, oh, holy, that's a big kaboom. We just had some very, I wonder if the mic picked that up. We had loud thunder. That's scary. I know you jumped. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big Oh my one. God. Sorry. Keep going. That no, that's okay. I just think like, this is the, the thing when you're struggling is to not focus on what you think is missing or what Mm -hmm. you think you don't have, Mm -hmm. right? Because you really don't have anything if you keep going down that path. 
Ooh, right. It's you good. got nothing. So, so good, mom. It's like, yeah, focusing on on what you've given yourself. Like, yeah. And you know, maybe you can't see it, but it it will show up. Yeah, because right? it is like, like in those early days when mm-hmm. it's just freaking hard, mm-hmm. and that is an important part of the process and it's valid to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like there is sometimes a, a place, a mental space that you're in where you don't want to freaking hear it, where yeah. you don't want to hear life's great and you just need to be sad and yes. mad about it and feel that way. And that's okay too. And that's valid, but it's about letting yourself feel it, letting yourself move through it, but not staying there. Yeah. I do remember feeling really angry. Like mm-hmm. why me? Right. Right. How come me? Why couldn't mm-hmm. I be like, <clears throat> you know, everybody else that I felt could drink mm-hmm. reasonably, have yeah. a couple, walk away. Yeah. I, I do remember feeling that way. And I think you just have to make those feelings okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. such an important thing and that's something I still deal with is like letting myself feel how I feel mm-hmm. without beating myself up for mm-hmm. that just generally in life. Yeah. And I think that's such an important part of sobriety, especially with social media and how that can make us compare. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've we did a whole episode mm-hmm. on this, but even like my first time doing Christmas sober, I had a freaking hard time with it. I was yeah. I wasn't even I was a month. I was a month yeah. sober for my first sober Christmas. And the next day I was scrolling so sober Instagram and people were saying, like, my first sober Christmas was so amazing. <laughs> and I read that and I felt pissed <laughs> off. I was like, what the fuck? It was so hard for me. Right. So I think just letting yourself feel that and like knowing that, like, even if you're seeing other people talk about how great they feel sober, doesn't mean they didn't have their process. It doesn't mean they don't still have yeah. their bad days. Like that is an important part of yeah. it. Yeah. So even if you do your first sober birthday or first sober anything yeah. and it just feels hard and you're, you just feel miserable, yes, like that's yes, okay too. Yes. Make room for it. It's yeah. all part of the process. <laughs> yeah. And I think something you've said on a number of times that I really love so much is what it's like now in the beginning <clears throat> isn't what it's going to be like forever. Forever. Yeah. Because yeah. that is like when we get sober – And let's Mm -hmm. say we're just having a hard time with it. We feel FOMO. We are grieving alcohol. We feel sad. We Mm -hmm. feel like where are all these feelings coming from? All those things. That's our only experience of sobriety because we're in early sobriety. So Mm -hmm. then if that's your only experience of sobriety, you're just like, oh, my God, this is my life now. Like this is what it's going to be like forever. And it's not. That's just what early sobriety is like. And I think, too, it's like, um, you know, I can probably – remember even better when I was drinking and everything I was trying to do to learn to drink the way I thought everybody else drank like trying to moderate yeah like just to learn to drink differently so I wouldn't feel the way that I felt right or so that I didn't get you know as drunk as I got Mm -hmm. and I think you know when you're getting sober there's part of this the grief is realizing like ah I couldn't do it. It's like I didn't figure it out. Right. I couldn't get it right. Right, right, right. right. Like I mean that's sort it's of It's almost the, accepting the failure. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. and it's not, it's but not it feels failure, but it feels feels yeah. like the failure of like I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I couldn't make it work. Right. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so true. Yeah. It's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not gonna work. But it is that feeling of I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um and the crazy belief that everybody else can. Which so right? many people. <laughs> right? Oh, you know Why what? One yeah. thing that sticks out to me mm-hmm. as I think it was in Catherine Gray's The Unexpected Joy of Being Sober. Mm-hmm. She was talking about a conversation she had with someone 
you know, all the conversations we have with drunk people about yeah. the fact that we don't drink. And she said, the girl said, oh, you know me, like alcohol, I could take it or leave it. And mm-hmm. Catherine said, funny, I'd never seen her leave it. Oh, right. Yeah. Like it's the – love that. Yeah. We all think we can. But we yeah. yeah. And we all think everyone else can. Yeah. yeah. And some people can. Yep. Yeah. But a lot, it's a, mm-hmm. it is a, a substance that's, mm-hmm. is addictive and mm-hmm. it, it can be a crazy game to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah, it can be a slow progressive thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, so good. What a good chat. Um, okay. Wait, let's, so let's bring it back to sober birthdays. And I want to hear from you, mom, since you're not a big birthday person, mm-hmm. but just from you on celebrating sober sober celebrations what has your experience of them been and what would you say to someone listening Mm -hmm. who has this whether it's a birthday or any celebration coming Mm -hmm. up yeah what your experience of them has been and what what you would say yeah tips advice you mean just going to anything sober celebration sober yeah just since i'll talk i'll speak to birthdays because i (laughs) i love birthdays (laughs) and i remember my sober birthdays and i was (laughs) it was four years ago i was celebrating my birthday with alcohol yeah um so i'll speak to that but since you're not a big on the birthday speak to generally celebrating sober what's your experience well i love celebrations you do i love celebrations i love parties um so for somebody <clears throat> what's my advice for somebody who's got to celebrate who is yeah or just like even somewhere. encouragement yeah like look I mean it always comes back to having to remember why you're sober mm-hmm. right so like why are you doing it I think it's always important to know that <clears throat> you always have a choice too right because I think if we think oh I have to do this I have to do it sober you don't have to do it sober right don't have to Right, like, and that's always an empowering mm-hmm. reminder not to cut in. But I remember, I think my second sober Christmas, mm-hmm. I was having a terrible mental health period of mm-hmm. my life for my second sober Christmas, and I remember, I remember having a moment of feeling like this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. They get to drink and I don't. And I remember mm-hmm. catching that thought and thinking to myself, I actually could drink if I want to. Yeah. And once, once you. once I had that thought immediately I was like no I don't want to it's almost like remembering that it's act it is a choice you've made yeah for freaking like valid reasons and it's like almost reminding myself of the fact that like this is a choice I've made for myself is it it gives you your power back in it it does there's a good reason so it's not that it's not that you can I think it really helps you recognize oh wait a minute I don't actually want to Mm -hmm. Right? It's like some, Even when you want to, you don't want to. You don't want if to. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Something you've chosen for yourself for a reason, right? It was mm-hmm. it was an end to what seemed like at the time endless suffering, right? Yes. To make yeah. that choice to, to stop drinking. So good. So I would always just say, like, I just think keep really anchored to the fact that you actually don't want to drink. Yeah. You might feel like, oh, you might I want, want to, to be in the moment. Of, that's right. You might, you might want to in the moment. You might feel like you're not part of, but um, you are, mm-hmm. right? Like, I would just, I would just sort of counter that that thought with I am part of I'm here I'm in I'm not celebrating uh, in all the same ways 
necessarily mm-hmm. that other people are, but mm-hmm. you're there. I would say um, have your own little festive drinks. Mm-hmm. What do I do? It's so far from me now. You don't I, have I to don't think about have to it. Think about it, right? <laughs> yeah. Like I always love. Like, look, I always drink out of a little wine glass. Mm-hmm. Like your water. Table, I put the... my water in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think leave early if you need to leave early. Mm-hmm. Don't stay. Don't stay past when you want to. Don't stay past it's when you want lesson. to. Been my lesson. I don't think I've started really embracing that until my third year. But I still, you know what? I still struggle with that. I still, yeah. I still stay past when I want to often, and yeah. all of that. That's still yeah. something I'm working on. I think. Look, I think that can just be a life thing. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's hard to sort of exit something. Yeah, true. You feel like oh, I don't want to leave too early. I yeah. don't want to be rude. I don't mm-hmm. right. But I think, um, in terms of drinking. Like you don't have to go to anything. You don't have to go to any little sober celebration if you don't if you don't want to. If you're not ready to, don't go. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you want to leave early, leave early. Check out. Um, that's kind of, Maddie. That's it. I think you've got better tips than I have about it because I don't actually think about it anymore. <laughs> like I just, I just show up and there I am. I got the tips, and you're the like inspiration of like I want to be her. <laughs> yeah, I you, want to get You there. really do have better. No, I'm not agreeing that no, I have better I, tips. I'm saying no, that I you just mean are like, a good a thing to aspire to. Yeah. Get it, like you've done it, and you've gotten to that point where it is so not even a freaking anymore. thought for you. Yeah. But I, I just mean like you will have more active because you'll have to use them. You'll have to mm-hmm. access things mm-hmm. um, more often, mm-hmm. right? Just because you're closer to it than, than mm-hmm. I am. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's right. I can be the beacon of you don't even think about it one day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's so, so. true. Mm-hmm. What, what are your um, tips? Yeah, you know, and it's so funny because really it comes down to the same tips about going out, which I've shared mm-hmm. on this podcast now probably countless times and you touched on a few of them it's the having your own drinks for yourself it's the leaving when you want to I would say for a birthday I would really say like you know me with my obnoxious Taylor Swift themed karaoke night own whatever you want to do like don't feel this is my takeaway from just my third most recent birthday don't feel like you have to still celebrate your birthday in the ways that you used to and Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to meet anybody else's expectation of what a celebration looks like Mm -hmm. like it's especially with a birthday it's your day be unapologetic and celebrate it how you want to even if that means not celebrating it even if that means I don't really want to do anything this year Yeah, that's That's valid too. So yeah, make it like really like for me, this was a perfect example of the Taylor Swift karaoke night. That was just me unapologetically doing Mm -hmm. what felt really, really freaking Mm -hmm. fun for me. So I think that's, that's a good tip. Um, And thank you. (laughs) And um, just, yeah, kind of what, what we were saying earlier that like, make room for if there's a, if there's a moment of discomfort mm-hmm. moment of FOMO I always say you might feel that early on but mm-hmm. it, if you stick hang hang in there through it and stick mm-hmm. it out it can turn to that moment of gratitude yeah. and if it doesn't that night then it sure as hell will in the morning yeah and, right like appreciation yeah. for the life you're creating yeah a hundred percent and I think the other thing about a birthday mm-hmm. that I love to kind of tie back to sobriety is Mm -hmm. that it's it's celebrating a new year of your life Mm -hmm. and to just really think like the fact that you've made this change and Mm -hmm. this decision in your life is like 
think about all the possibility in that. Think about everything you can create, everything you can accomplish, everything you can do, how much you can grow, the mindset shifts you can have, all of that thanks to being sober. So if you're struggling with the celebration aspect, then maybe shift your focus to like, well, what is a birthday about? It's about my life. It's about celebrating my life and like shift your focus to excitement for what you can accomplish Mm -hmm. in this new year of your life and what this new year of your life can look like in the absence of all the suffering that came with drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so good. So fun. Yeah. I love sober birthdays now. I know. It literally, in the beginning, I was like, it is not going to feel fun Mm -hmm. without it being all about getting wasted. Mm -hmm. I See, couldn't fathom that, it. What's so great about discovering that, Maddie, is that that just keeps spilling and spreading into every little corner of your life mm. as you go along. Love right? that. Like just realizing that, my God, life is just actually fun. Right? How right? good. I know. Life is fun. It is fun. And this is always the thing I come <clears> back <throat> to that I always found comfort in when I very first quit drinking when I could not get my freaking head around that Mm -hmm. is that life was fun for us before we ever picked up alcohol. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kids have more fun than grownups, really. (laughs) Kids have so much fun, not a drop of alcohol, (laughs) like up, like you didn't have trouble accessing fun. It's just that once we start drinking, we just rely on that and that becomes our source of fun. And it's like getting sober and reconnecting back to like life in itself being fun. It's it's like, it's your source of feeling like, um, uninhibited right yes. it's your source yep. of feeling um unencumbered mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. briefly right yeah i mean but really, the irony the, the irony in that is that it's like oh i can drink and not give a fuck what anyone thinks yeah. about me then i'm gonna wake up in the morning i'm gonna care more than ever right. about what people think about me because i made an ass of myself <laughs> It gets so backfired yeah right yeah right for sure yeah. so it's really just generating generating and reconnect generating your own feelings of joy mm-hmm. happiness which is a process fun. takes some time yeah but it's right? freaking worth and it once reconnecting you get there. back to the things that yeah that bring mm-hmm. you that joy mm-hmm. yeah oh but i love really that so fun Good. so I fun know. i know you're doing great love bug thanks mom mm-hmm. so are you you're yeah. you're everyone's sober idol <laughs> yeah well i'm just yours no you're possibly. a lot of people your sister's trust. Class. yeah <laughs> oh thanks mom thanks for coming on mm-hmm. so fun yeah thank fun you everybody. everyone for listening and we made it through the technical difficulties hopefully yeah. <laughs> and we will chat next week everyone um be sure to follow me on instagram at happy sober subscribe to my weekly newsletter at happiestsober.com. If you're enjoying the show, then rate, review, subscribe. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Have an awesome week. Remember that life's happiest when you're sober. Bye, everyone. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. 
If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.